Hey, right. Stuart, how are you doing? All right, mate. Yeah, I'm doing good. Here we are in, uh, well, actually, sunny Blackpool, which is a bit of a shock. Cause... It is. It's extremely sunny. Uh, we were expecting rain, but uh, but as usual, I haven't packed anything that would be rain effective no. in Blackpool. So, you know, uh, I came hoping that the sun would shine and... Uh, the sun does shine, and we are at the festival that used to be called Holidays in the Sun. That's so uh, as part of our holiday, we are at the Winter Gardens in Blackpool watching punk rock. Yeah, this is the, the next few podcasts, and we are going to try and do one every day for the next three days. Well, certainly the next three days are going to be Rebellion Festival specials. Exactly, exactly. And over the last week, um, I've been posting on our socials uh, something old, something new, and something you must not miss when you're at uh, Rebellion. So if you're listening to this in Blackpool, um, I'll just go through them. Something old, something new, and something you must not miss. So something old, Steel Pulse. Something new, your mum. And something you must not miss is our old mate, Lee Hegarty and Rutz DC. That was the one we posted on, on Monday. On Tuesday, something old, subhumans, something new, rum kicks. Something you must not miss is tonight, Stuart. It's Henry Rollins. Yeah, Henry Rollins spoken, spoken word, yeah. Spoken word. And then something old, Steve Ignant's crass set, our old friend Steve, uh, on today. Is that today or tomorrow? Yeah, it's on tonight at half past 11. Uh, in the right, club, okay. Club bar. Um, yeah, and, we- and, so, and something new, the Mefs. Now, I, you know what? When we normally come to this Rebellion Festival, we have that little competition between ourselves or certainly that little thing that we do where we look out for the most popular, the, the most common T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen loads of Mefs T-shirts. Have you? Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I haven't seen yet? And I'm so glad. I haven't seen that horrible Red Hot Chili Peppers T-shirt. <laughs> well, now that you've said that, the the inevitable person who didn't get the memo is going to turn up wearing Well, it. he is. Yeah, all her. So just, just so that our listeners know, we had a competition when we were up here last year to see how many of those uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers T-shirts we could spot. And I think we did. We, we took some good pictures of people who are sporting that horrible red, black, and white, red, hot chili peppers T-shirt. But, uh, yeah, and they must not miss. Unfortunately, on that day, for you, sure, was the damned, and the damned pulled out. The damned did pull out, but I do have to say that uh, it has given us something to talk about, so I am able to mention the damned uh, on in the podcast. So we probably would have been mentioning them anyway if we'd been to see them last night, but... Yeah, it's a shame. I hear Dave Vanian's hurt his back. He had to cancel. They had to cancel some other shows. I know they were supposed to play in Lincoln the other night, and they didn't. So clearly, he's got some, he's got some uh, issue there. Which issues? Means, yeah. So that's a shame. Hope Dave Vanian is uh, on the mend. Uh, well, we're all we're, we're all at an age now where the bones are beginning to creak a bit more than they were. And if you've been doing that on stage for what forty five years, like Dave has, you know, certain things are definitely going to creak. 
Yeah, but I don't think it applies to him because he's a person of the yeah. night, isn't he? So as long he as... is. <laughs> he, he, he's quite gothic. Person of yeah. the night. Only, I guess up at six and goes to yeah. bed at four in the morning. Right? Yeah, that's right. You never see him in the daylight. So, uh, uh, so well, well, so we'd like to think that goes on. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day it was um, the exploited who we saw last week, last weekend in London. Um, band called Smoking. Yeah, Smoking gives you big tits. Yeah, and our old mates from New Zealand, Desperate Measures. Desperate Measures are yeah, mates Eugene uh, and obviously James. A big shout out to James actually. For yeah, yeah, helping us uh, with Rebellion this year. He does a lot of work for them on the PR and promotion front, and he's been fantastic. So big shout out to you, mate. Thank you so much for all your help. And uh, talking of shout outs, um, we're going to have to uh, do a little shout out to. Our, our 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 financial supporters, which we've now locked in, yeah, yeah, the merchandise company in London called BSI Merch, uh, who do a lot make a lot of merchandise for touring bands and and bands who sell merchandise online. So thank you to Andy and the whole BSI Merch team for supporting the podcast. Um, and if you're a band out there looking to get some help with merchandise, then um, you can always message us or something. We can put you in touch with BSI Merch. They do a great job. Very yeah. ethical as well. A lot of their stuff is um, ethically sourced. And uh, Andy did tell me last week that they have now planted over 100,000 trees in their tree planting campaign, um, which comes with people buying merchandise. So fantastic effort there. So, you know, if you are looking for shirts, BSI Merch, thanks for game force. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much, Andy. And, uh, and on that point, yeah, I, we were both sporting our Des Not Punk t-shirts yesterday at, uh, in Blackpool. Yeah. I was sporting the uh, the black flag one, and uh, you were uh, typical. typical shirt was straight <laughs> in with the straight in with the pistols, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, but uh, no, they were well made. And if you if you spot us around with the t-shirts on, please come and say hello. Uh, as we did last night, we met um, we met a. Wonderful couple from uh, Macclesfield. Yeah, that was Sid and Sid and Marie. Yeah, and uh, I said, you know, when I was talking to Sid, I said, "Where were you from?" And he said, "Oh, Macclesfield." And I said, oh, there's only one band from Macclesfield, the Mac Lads." And he went, "No, there's not." And he said, "Joy Division," and I went, "God, you're so right." <laughs> and I mean, you know, yeah, and I, and I completely slipped up on that one. So a big hello to them. And then following on from that, um, the only ones, the Lambrini girls, and we'll touch on them later, but Charlie and the subs. Oh, I mean, I saw Charlie Harper walking around in the venue. Oh, just going back one step. When we first arrived, we we bumped into Dunst from Chumbawamba and Interrobat, yeah. who we'd had on the pod last time. Uh, what a really nice guy, I have to say. Really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, we had a good chat with him, and then we watched the uh, "I Get Knocked Down" film. Um, oh yeah, in that theatre, and what it was really good. I mean, I can really recommend it if you like. A, and when we did the in- interview with him, and he said it was a bit like Stuart Lee when he did the Nightingales film. He's right. Yeah, yeah. A lot like that, and it's really interesting. It's a great footage in there. I mean, unbelievable how massive. That song and album was in America. I mean, triple platinum. I mean, I know. I was shocked, absolutely shocked. And you know, the the whole fame thing. You know, the way that he narrates it throughout the film is very much quite 
I mean, he's obviously trying to create a point. It's quite derogatory about what fame is and how it affected him as well. You know, you know, the way that they have the uh, the almost like Frank Sidebottom type head yeah. that fo- yeah. follows them around, which is the cover of yeah, the American the version of yeah. of Tub Thumping, right? And it follows them around and it keeps on going, you're just a one-hit wonder. You're just a one-hit wonder. Give up on this. Give up on this dream. And, you know, it was, it was great. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, he mentioned it when we spoke to him about Harry, who I think was the drummer who now plays in a, in a musical theatre, right? And yeah. he, he, when he was interviewing, he said, you know, well, I'm still, I'm still active and proactive. I've joined the Labour Party. <laughs> and then... By the time it took the uh, the film to be made, you know, he he basically didn't want to be part of the Labour Party anymore, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. and had to put and had to put this disclaimer at the <laughs> at the end of the film saying, "By the way, Harry is no longer a member of the yeah. Labour Party." Really, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I re- I re- it was really good, wasn't it? I mean, it was really amazing to see some of the things that Chumblewumba did. I mean, they were so creative and. And also how they took things off on their own journey. I mean, they've got Penny Rimbard in from Crass in there yeah. to use him, which is interesting. And uh, you know, Crass doing things their way. And actually, Penny Rimbard says, you know, be, they signed to EMI and had a big pop single and all the rest of it. But their antics and the things that they did kind of absolved them from that because they pulled, yeah, yeah. You know, they attacked John Prescott and they gave all that money to the GM, you know, union people and just a whole range of things that they did. And I can totally see their, you know, it's, it's almost, you know, I could totally see their sort of whole society, you know, spectacle of the society. It was very da-da, you know, you're turning art and entertainment on its head. Really interesting, really, really intelligent people. And and I would really yeah. like the film. But, you know, also what I was impressed by, as I'm always impressed by people who will highlight and uh, promote new artists, there was quite a lot of uh, artists in the film towards the end of the film that, you know, I particularly like. The Petrol Girls, was that one? Petrol- yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that, didn't we, after the film? Because yeah. we did say it was, it was interesting seeing this sort of retrospective of Chumbawamba and clearly, you know, Dunst struggling with the was it all worth it, why did we do it sort of questions. But then you see him embracing the and mentioning these new... Ang- you know, and he talks to these demonstrators who are angry. You know, Penny Rimbard makes a really good quote, quote comment about what actually is the if the mainstream is controlled, how do you know what the mainstream is? You know, mm. in in their day, Crass were very much kind of moving. You know, very selling a lot of records and could arguably said to be sort of on the edges of the mainstream. Chumbawamba certainly were because they were, you know embraced it. So then to have these. Bands that you know, and I'll, and I'll name check a few of them: Dream Nails, uh, the yep. down, Downtown Boys, uh, and Petrol Girls, as you said, were three key ones. I mean, then they had some performance in there that were great, really, really quite inspiring. And then we've mentioned before on the podcast about bands that we like that are new, like Benefits, particularly one of our favorites. Yep. Absolutely love them. American- I see they're, they're they're announced for next year. Yeah, well, I definitely. I mean, I mean, that's that's just a given. Next next year's rebellion uh, benefits have been announced, and uh, Courtney rejects have been announced as well. Yeah, and uh, and and, and uh, I'm just going to do a shout out for the stupids because we mentioned James. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's his band, and uh, yeah. So I mean, benefits for me. I, I, 
love I love uh, I love Rebellion, and I'm not going to name any specific bands. But I did notice in the UK subs crowd a couple of very short-haired gentlemen with braces on, with some yeah t-shirts. I felt a bit uncomfortable about. Uh, yeah, me too. And uh, especially the Combat Eighty Four. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, little... the, 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 there's no need for that anywhere. No, in I, society, I... okay, people are people are allowed to express their opinion, but and you know we we're supposed to live in a democracy, but we don't, right? Um, we're allowed to see what we're allowed to see what we think on this podcast, and it was, yeah, it was slightly offensive to me. Yeah, I mean, I just think rebellion's all about embracing the spirit of punk, which is not fascists and Nazis. Yeah. Racists. Exactly. It's all inclusive. Well, let's move on. Let, let's move on from that. We've said that. We'll, we'll talk we'll talk about the subs more Fair later. Enough, yeah. But uh so yeah, we got here, we arrived on a train, got here yesterday, what, two o'clock, got checked into a salubrious five star apartment. Right? It's what? uh Is it? It's an <laughs> When's that? When are we moving into that? No, we're not. There's quite a few things hanging off the wall in my room, Stuart. Yeah, but well, it's it, it's enabled us to have our own little porter studio here in Blackpool, right? Because yeah. I'm in, I'm in bedroom one, and you're in bedroom two. Yeah, so. we, were to, we were at the risk of sort of becoming Morecambe and Wise, weren't we? At one point, and uh, yeah, 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 we did. But um, no, we've got this little place. It's great, actually. Just we just whizzed up some veggie bacon and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Feed and uh, so just getting down to it. So it's actually really great. I mean, I had a really good time last night. I've seen Dunst and seen seeing some of those bands, and the subs were great. I mean, well, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, absolutely packed. But before we start, we went to we went to the literary area, right? I want to, you know, I want our listeners to who are not here to understand that it's not just about six stages of bands. There's arts, there's craft, there's literary. There's a a film, uh, a cinema where you can go and, you know, and we walked in and uh, Rubella Bali were on. Well, they went on, they were getting interviewed. Sid and what's the girl's name? Zilla. Sid and Zilla uh, were talking about their career as Rubella Bali. And um, yeah, if you've got nothing to say, don't sit up on a stage and try and milk it for 45 minutes because they didn't really have that much to say. Zilla, Zilla, I thought was more interesting. She, she's very much in the, um, promotion of women in music, which we are on this podcast as well and female fronted punk bands. And I mean, I thought, I think, you know, given their, they're sort of part of the pantheon of anarcho-punk bands that did it differently because they didn't wear black. They went into sort of yeah, yeah. and very bright clothes, which they kind of became well-known for. And there were some connections with boys and girls because obviously early members were, I think, son and daughter of of vice versa from Poison Girls, not Zilla and Sid. But then, you know, and Sid was in Flux of Pink Indians for quite a long time. So there's, they're part of the anarcho-punk family. But, but, they, but, they, but they did mention the fact that, you know, Crass wore black. Poison Girls wore the black and red, and they yeah. thought, well, we can't just wear all black. So yeah. the whole U- UV clothing came around, and uh, I just thought it looked a wee bit ridiculous. Well, they they looked, looked like you, you, they look 
they looked like gate. They looked like gate crasher kids from the late nineties. Yeah, they did. If any, if any of our listeners have ever heard of or know of what gate crasher was all about, it was big, luminous furry boots and uh, loads of UV. And I just thought, you know, it kind of takes away from the songs. If the songs are good enough, you can stand there naked. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I think that. You know, they they tried and they did their thing. They're on. Um, they put out records on Poison Girls label, and you know they did some they did some interesting things. They were part of that time. How where it fits in now, I'm not too sure. But however, in in fairness to Zilla, she worked really hard on that film about women in punk and tried really hard to get it on general release. Um, yeah, that was that was a really interesting story because she took it to the British Library yeah. and. Uh, explained what she was trying to do. She tried to get lottery funding or Arts Council funding from it. And basically the British Library stole her idea. Yeah. And and gave it to another producer which who produced Punk in London, which was just your typical nonsensical punk in London. The clash, the pistols, the jam. We've heard it all so many times and I'm sure Zilla's story was more interesting than that. And she had loads of interviews, which she recorded hours and hours of interviews with really interesting, you know, women in punk uh, contributors. And yeah, yeah, Diana, Diana Cancer, from, yeah. I think it was one of them. And uh, yeah, no, uh, it's really sad. Those, those interviews are all up on the Patreon platform, which you can access. But she had the yeah. trouble getting the final thing done because of licensing for music and all the rest of it. And obviously she's doing it on a shoestring. But she is working on... Um, on a new film called uh, She Rocks Punk, which is a story of, you know, the global story of women in punk through the through the ages, which I think would, is a really valid and worthwhile project. And I really wish her all the best with it. She was clearly really passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and regardless of, you know, Rebella Ballet and, and, and those other things, which you've got. That, yeah, that, that, that's the point. I'm, yeah. The point I'm making sure is they had so much more interesting things to see about other things they're up to, which is not Rebella Bali. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we left there. Yeah. And we managed we managed to we managed to get out and not buy a bag, a t shirt or some sort of merchandise, which was quite uh, a, a quite a feat for you and I. I have been twitching about that today actually and uh, <laughs> I, and I was actually thinking of finding that tote bag we brought with us to take in today to be able to fill with other tote bags. So Right, okay. Cuz you do like, need a man needs a bag. Man no, does need a bag. There's never yeah. there's never a reason why you can't have a new bag. Um and that's actually that that guy that you know who's got that stall in there who re, who remakes clothes, you know, he puts he really yeah, yeah. His old clothes and makes sort of puts slogans and things on them. They're really cool clothes. He was there again this year, and I can't yeah. remember what his stall or his or his company's called. But I would love to. I'm going to go find out today, and I'll write it down, and I'll do a shout out on tomorrow's pod about that. Because yeah, and we might we might even get him on for ten yeah. minutes to talk yeah. about his fashion. And uh, he used to be in. A, he used to be signed to Skint Records, Norman Cook's is, label. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was in an, an act called Indian Rope Man. So he was he was a musician, and now he's doing fashion, which ties in with everything that we do on this on yeah. this pod. But yeah, we'll give him a shout out over the next couple of days as well, and maybe try and get him in. Um, so then, yeah, we had to eat. 
Because you yeah. can do this festival without eating, and it can be severely painful the next day. Um, so we had to eat. We went and ate, and then we made our way back into um, the Winter Gardens. And who did we see? For, it was the UK subs. We saw the UK subs, but you also spoke to that Japanese or Korean, sorry, band. Um, Rum Kicks. Yeah, the, that's it. Thank you. The Rum Kicks, who, who look yeah. amazing. They look they they do. amazing. They've obviously spent a lot of time getting ready. Um, I'm not that familiar with their music, I, I have to be honest. Um, yeah, the music's, music's not great, Stuart. I've okay. got to say. You know, um, I did... Uh, I did go up and talk to them. I was about to take a photograph of them to post on our socials, and my phone ran out. So, well, yeah. that's 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 how technology technologically prepared we are. Um, yeah. But, so, for all the people that were waiting for you and to call them last night from Rebellion and fill them in and all of that, I didn't have a phone. I've got <laughs> my phone. I've got I've got my phone now. It's yeah. back. Yeah. But um, so then we walked into what I possibly would say. Is the busiest Empress Ballroom. It was absolutely I, heaving when we. Got I have into this I have room. ever seen, you we know, and I've we I, can get out. I know, I've been a few times to the Empress Ballroom for, you know, last year we went to loads of stuff in there, and even when the Stone Roses played the Empress Ballroom, it was nowhere near as busy as it was last night for UK subs. Yeah, we made we managed to make our way down to the front. They came on and we were at the front. We couldn't move. We couldn't get out. Yeah. We were stuck. Yeah. As were a lot of people. Because there was a lot of people of a certain vintage who had a certain waistline as well, which made it probably more busier than it looked, you know. But uh yeah, there was set and Charlie was on form. Whoever picked the set list, it must have been him. The set list they did was, you know. I mean, I I was making a note, and they played most tracks off a lot of tracks off the first three albums. Well, more off the first two. I mean, emotional blackmail was just fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they did loads off the first album, live in a car, etc. And they and they played a couple off um, um, diminished responsibility, and they were just great. And uh, you know, great songs and. Oh, just such a really good band. I mean, it's. A, I know he's supposed to be doing the last tour. I mean, we have got tickets to go and see him on, yeah, that, yeah. on that tour. But um, yeah. But he did say he'd be back at Rebellion next year because I think that's the one they'll probably keep doing. Yeah, what the once a year show until he drops. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah, until he can't do it anymore. I get it. Yeah. Um, and then we then we stayed in there, didn't we? We watched Penetration. Well, because we couldn't get out. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like you know, it was uh, you know we just couldn't go. But so penetration were the last minute uh, fillers in for the damned. Yeah, who? So who? No, did they fill in for the descendants? Oh. And Cox I mean, filled, filled in for the damned. Yeah, yeah, they they did, yeah. they did. Right, so so that there's a, there's issues and challenges of running a festival like this as well which is very genre based as well when two of your biggest headliners pull out mm. two days prior to the event <laughs> so well done to Daryl and Jenny for turning around and getting yeah. penetration and Coxfire on at the last minute um, however when we went to the Psychedelic Furs about two years ago at Royal Albert Hall it was meant to be Pauline Murray and Penetration. 
that was the support band. And we ended up with Ja Wobbles Jazz Night, which was <laughs> which was not Bizarre. what you wanted not what you wanted to see from Ja Wobble. But um and we were really disappointed that we'd missed penetration, right? And and they came on and I've got to say Somebody said to me the other day on social media, can you not be a bit more positive about your what you post? Well, I'm really positive about things that I love, but when things disappoint me, I'm going to say it as I see it. Polly Murray sounded and looked like Hazel O'Connor in a nursing home singing. What do you mean Hazel singing, singing, in that film Breaking Glass? In that film Breaking Glass, yeah. Hazel O'Connor who had... Or did she have two hits? She well, it was in that same period, wasn't it? And she did that film, and then she had a few hits, and it was a bit of a sort of she came and went. She was she was she was a bit like what the BBC thought was punk rock in seventy six. Well, that's it. And, it's a little bit like Louise on EastEnders, who was the sort of cartoon punk. Do you remember? You exactly, know, like, yeah, exactly. Or when you got the the punks on Playful Today and they yeah. soaked up a Mohican, you know, and uh, it just looked ridiculous. I, you know. I'm going to tell our listeners now. We left early from penetration. It was extremely disappointing. We went to see. Didn't we go and see something else though? Oh, so so that's part of the evening starts to get a bit blurry. To be fair, um, yeah, it does. We walked past iconoclasts who were on in the pavilion. Yeah, yeah. Making a making a suitably well, that was all right actually. Yeah, making a racket, and you know, wasn't, um, wasn't Hazel O'Connor's big track? Eighth day. Will, will well, you. I thought it was will, will you, will you? It was called will you? Yeah, and then, right. Yeah, and eight, eighth day was eighth day. I think was from the film. Was it? Was that our other hit? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Let's let's get off Hazel O'Connor yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and talk about talk about Pauline Murray. Well yeah. done for stepping in at the last minute, but I was extremely. I just was disappointed, you know, and. Uh, I had looked forward to seeing it, and I just thought, nah, it's not not for me. So we did. We we went on a wander, as you do, yeah. uh, from from bar to bar. There's no shortage of bars, by the way, in the Empress Ballroom, right, and in the Winter Gardens. You can walk within ten feet, and there's another bar. Yeah. And Stuart, Stuart and I partook, uh, and then we wanted to go back and see. A couple of people had mentioned. And I'm going to mention this because I've said on previous editions that I absolutely despise tribute bands, right? And I do. And, you know, I think there's no room for them. There's a, I would much more hear more original material. Oh, God, I sound like a street album there. Original pirate material. <laughs> no, I'd rather, I'd rather hear original material from original bands and original songs and stuff like that. And anyway, we were sat in the bar and we were talking to to this couple and they mentioned Slady. And I'd never heard of Slady, but I'd saw their their name on, uh, you know, headlining the Friday night um, after the Damned. Thursday. The Thursday night, sorry. See, I'm losing touch of the time already, sure. And um, so we thought, do you know what? I quite liked Slade in the 70s. So they, were, they were a good band, bother band that came out of like the skinhead movement. And But, you know, they had some great hits. You can't deny Noddy Holder was a great songwriter of his day, right? And, uh, you know, he lives off that one song that comes out at Christmas each year, right? And uh, <laughs> fair play to him. And uh, 
So we went along and um, they were actually really good. All female tribute band to Slade. Yeah. You know, I, I thought they were really good. That singer's you know, voice was just unbelievable where she got it to sound exactly like, like no, female Bobby <laughs> Holder. I mean, they were really good. They were very tight, weren't they? They were very tight. And uh, and some some that keeps on coming up on our um, on our social feeds is a band called the Teenage Werewolves. And I say you this, and I think that might be quite interesting. So it's a, a, they're a tribute. The Teenage Werewolves are the Cramps and She's in Bauhaus. Right. <laughs> so I'm giving, a, I'm giving a shout out to them, but they're touring the UK in August 2023. They look amazing. The Teenage Werewolves, check them out. So, yes, yeah, a Slady. And then what happened after last year? Well, we, that was it. Well, that was it. Yeah, we 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 walked back. I mean, that was it was it was like quite late then, was, mm. you know, for us old chaps, and uh, we've had to get up and write all this up and get ourselves sorted for today. Um, so yeah, we came back, and I think it was we pretty much crashed out after that. I mean, it'd been a long day. We'd been travelling, and you know, yeah, so, yeah. But so we're going in now. Well, when we finish recording this, we, we'll get this all sorted out, and then we're going to head in. And some good things to look forward to, which you mentioned at the beginning. Really looking forward to seeing Steve Ignorant and the, and his crass set. And we'll try and get to uh, the bit of the exploited. Uh, but talking of Slade, that band Chubby and the Gang are playing tonight, and they're very sort of influenced by that kind of Moon Stomp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're on at half past twelve in the morning, so we're going to have to. Stick it out to then, and uh, we've also got we've also got the outcasts today. We we saw last year who were amazing. They're on at um, they're at twenty to six at the Opera House just before our least favorite punk band of all time, Spiz Energy. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, not, not even going to give him the time. Um, yeah. the, the outcasts for me, one of the most underrated bands to come out of the whole scene. I think they're just brilliant and wrote some fantastic songs. And, they, and as you mentioned last year, they were great. So Outcast for me is a, is a, is a one. Steve uh, uh, and the Crest set, maybe the Exploited. I'm not so bothered about the Anti-Nowhere League, but I mean, I'll, you know, let's, we'll probably, doing what we do, we'll have to sort of stick our heads in as many places as we can. So, um, but we'll get it all rounded up and um, we'll we'll be talking about um, tonight uh, tonight's performances on tomorrow's recording. Um, and then thanks, sure. Uh, that was great. I really enjoyed that. And you know, I, it was uh, it was a, a very interesting day one. Yeah. And you know, there's things that you know tomorrow and Sunday we've got loads loads to see, so loads to talk about. And I'm sure there'll be incidents, kerfuffles, yeah. um, you know, little scenarios that we can uh, we can throw into the pod, but. Uh, no, I really enjoyed uh, that. One of the things you just talked while you were just talking there, I thought about that I noticed yesterday that I'd never seen before is that one of the one of the things I notice about coming to Rebellion is how friendly everyone is. Everyone's friendly. Everyone says hello to each other, and you sit down in a crowded bar, and the people next to you will talk to you and ask you where you're from, and it's there's a real sort of spirit of camaraderie. I feel at Rebellion, and there is. When we I agree with that. The, when we walked up to watch the Dunst film we were in, in that literary area, there was this sort of wall with loads of pictures and bits of paper sort of stuck to it, and there was a, like a you could you could write on a bit of paper and stick it on this wall, and that was dedicated to people who'd passed away um, who'd been at rebellion in previous years, and it was really moving. 
It was. It was. Of, yeah. you know, this is for, you know, missing you, Dad, or missing you, Steve, or Joan, or whoever it may have been, with a picture. And it was really... No, you know what? I, I want to be I, I want to be on that wall if I go before you, Stuart. Oh, you remember worry, that. I, I, that's, that's noted and recording. And we've got a little deal here. If anything ever happens yeah. to one of us, we'll be on the Rebellion wall. Don't you worry. I mean, it's the least I can right. Um, but bring it, bring it, bring it back around to Dunst. Yeah, Dunst, Dunst is actually on today with a band called I Doris. That's right. Wow, good. Sport. Who are who are playing the Opera House at uh, twenty to four this afternoon? Well, yeah. well that's probably going to be. Oh, we're going to struggle to get because right. we've got to render this. But uh, yeah, that's a shame. I'd like to have seen that. Um, Any anyway, next time? Next time. Next time, definitely. Next time, yeah. definitely. Well, look, we've uh, we've only got a few minutes to go, and um, last time when we only had a few minutes to go, we carried on talking to Dunstan. I didn't get to play a sort of play us out track properly, but as is my want, I've chosen something, and I've actually chosen a track by the Meths. Um, oh, excellent, excellent, right? Called Broken Britain, and um, I, and I and I'm I'm intrigued by the Meths, and uh, the seeing their shirt so often, and. The fact that they just seem to keep popping up means that uh, I'm going to play a little bit of this now. Um, so let's stay on you, and shall we? And we can do our good buzz after this. But I'm going to play a little bit of Broken Britain by the by the Meths now. Meths. The Meths. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed that. Great, really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, more of our ramblings tomorrow. Take it easy. Well, I, I, I won't see you tomorrow, sure. I'll see you in two minutes because you're in the room yeah. next door. Will, but, yeah, but everyone else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I look forward to it tomorrow. Have a good right. Friday, everybody. Speak see to you ya. soon. Bye.